Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to the Liz Wheeler Show. Tucker Carlson is back. He posted on Twitter and announced that he would be relaunching a version of the show we all know and love on Twitter. We're going to break this down because Elon Musk responded to Tucker Carlson's announcement with a pretty interesting announcement of his own. And Axios published uh, an article simultaneously, like within five minutes of Tucker Carlson posting his announcement on Twitter. And the Axios piece um, says Tucker Carlson's lawyers have sent a letter to Fox News um, accusing Fox News of breach of contract and fraud. The whole thing. I mean, we heard earlier in the week that Tucker Carlson was about to go to war with Fox News. It looks like the battle has just begun. So we're going to break down exactly what this means. Also, also, I got to show you a couple of videos. This is one of the most banana stories that I have seen in a long time. No one's really talking about it. There are, there are some people that are watching these videos on Twitter. They've got almost a million views. But there is a man who is a shareholder activist. Now, a shareholder activist is somebody who goes to the annual meetings of big conglomerates and, and you know, speaks, speaks to the board. And that in and of itself doesn't sound super interesting, right? Well, at Warren Buffett's annual meeting for Berkshire Hathaway, this man, his name is Peter Flaherty, he goes up to the microphone and, you know, proposes that they have an independent chair so that it's not Warren Buffett as CEO and Warren Buffett as chair. He proposes an independent chair so that Berkshire Hathaway is disassociated from Warren Buffett's political ideology. And he details what Warren Buffett's political activism or ideology is, saying Warren Buffett is close to Bill Gates and Bill Gates is close to Jeffrey Epstein. And as soon as this shareholder activist says the name Jeffrey Epstein, well, we're gonna watch the video and show you what happened, but a little spoiler alert, He's arrested almost immediately. It's a bananas story. We're also going to talk about Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and his allegation that there has been a 60-year cover-up of the real perpetrator of the assassination of his uncle, um, JFK. He's blaming the CIA, and we're going to break that down as well. So let's get to it. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So Tucker Carlson posted on Twitter announcing that he's going to be back even sooner than many of us thought. I personally thought that it would 
be at least a couple of months before Tucker Carlson would announce what his next venture is. Because when you when you separate from a corporation like Fox News, especially when the separation isn't exactly friendly, when you've been fired and you retain a lawyer and there's obviously going to be a lawsuit and there's a contract that you want to get out of the exclusivity if you're Tucker and Fox News doesn't want you out of the exclusivity because they want your viewership for the 2024 election, I thought, well, this litigation is going to take a long time and it's going to be a couple of months before we know what Tucker is going to do next. Well, apparently I was incorrect on this. Tucker Carlson posted on Twitter and announced where he is going to bring his show. Take a listen to this. Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. You often hear people say the news is full of lies, but most of the time that's not exactly right. Much of what you see on television or read the New York Times is in fact true in the literal sense. It could pass one of the media's own fact checks Lawyers would be willing to sign off on it. In fact, they may have. But that doesn't make it true. It's not true. At the most basic level, the news you consume is a lie, a lie of the stealthiest and most insidious kind. Facts have been withheld on purpose, along with proportion and perspective. You are being manipulated. How does that work? Let's see. If I tell you that a man has been unjustly arrested for armed robbery, that is not, strictly speaking, a lie. He may have been framed. At this point, there's been no trial, so no one can really say. But if I don't mention the fact that the same man has been arrested for the same crime six times before, am I really informing you? No, I'm not. I'm misleading you. And that's what the news media are doing in every story that matters, every day of the week, every week of the year. What's it like to work in a system like that? After more than 30 years in the middle of it, we could tell you stories. The best you can hope for in the news business at this point is the freedom to tell the fullest truth that you can. But there are always limits. And you know that if you bump up against those limits often enough, you will be fired for it. That's not a guess. It's guaranteed. Every person who works in English language media understands that. The rule of what you can't say defines everything. It's filthy, really, and it's utterly corrupting. You can't have a free society if people aren't allowed to say what they think is true. Speech is the fundamental prerequisite for democracy. That's why it's enshrined in the first of our constitutional amendments. Amazingly, as of tonight, there aren't many platforms left that allow free speech. The last big one remaining in the world, the only one, is Twitter, where we are now. Twitter has long served as the place where our national conversation incubates and develops. Twitter is not a partisan site. Everybody's allowed here, and we think that's a good thing. And yet, for the most part, the news that you see analyzed on Twitter comes from media organizations that are themselves thinly disguised propaganda outlets. You see it on cable news. You talk about it on Twitter. The result may feel like a debate, but actually the gatekeepers are still in charge. We think that's a bad system. We know exactly how it works, and we're sick of it. Starting soon, we'll be bringing a new version of the show we've been doing for the last six and a half years to Twitter. We'll be bringing some other things too, which we'll tell you about. But for now, we're just grateful to be here. Free speech is the main right that you have. Without it, you have no others. See you soon. Okay. I have many, many thoughts on this. First of all, I'm just delighted that Tucker is not going uh, to be silenced for many months. Not that I expected him to sit out for the 2024 election. I knew that he would get a lawyer. I figured he would get out of his exclusivity or clause of his contract because there's no way he's sitting out for 2024. But I'm delighted that he's back. 
I'm also delighted by the idea that he is going to put his new show on Twitter. I think that this increases the value of Twitter, not just the monetary value, although it probably does increase the monetary value of Twitter. It increases the value of Twitter when it comes to political discussion and political debate. All of our tweets, all of our interaction, more people are going to take part in political discussion on Twitter if Tucker Carlson's show is airing on Twitter. So that's the first thing. Just really excited. Now, perhaps you had the same thought that I had when you first saw this video. You thought, well, Tucker Carlson at Fox was making $20 million a year on his contract. He had a year and a half left on that contract, a little bit more than a year and a half, actually. He had about $35 million left in in the contract before it expires January of 2025. $35 million. That's a lot of money. And if he's willing to violate the exclusivity clause in his contract to launch a show on Twitter, it must mean that he's willing to walk away from $35 million. And if he's willing to walk away from $35 million, it doesn't matter who you are, that's a difficult thing to do, then don't you wonder how much he's getting paid by Twitter. That was my initial thought. I think a lot of you probably had the same initial thought because it was a little unexpected to hear from Tucker, to hear him announce that he is um, going to launch his show on Twitter, especially after the reports that we saw. I think it was yesterday that we saw reports that he was, quote unquote, talking to Elon Musk about possible collaborations. A lot of times those, as we've talked about before, those anonymous sources are just um, people associated <laughs> with the subject of the story who want to be anonymous because you know they, they don't want their names out there. So maybe it was Tucker Carlson, maybe it was a member of his team, who knows who it was that put that, that, put that out there. Um, that being said, that being said, the bigger picture here is actually not about Twitter. It's not really about Tucker Carlson launching his own media empire. We know that's gonna happen. It's just a matter of you know, what venue he's gonna choose to do it through and who he's going to partner with and when that's going to happen. But it's an obvious reality, it's going to happen. The bigger takeaway from this story is actually what Fox News, is, or what Tucker is doing to Fox News. By releasing this video on Twitter, announcing that he is going to launch a new version of the show that everyone likes on Twitter, in the near future, he is firing a warning shot at Fox News. He's saying, I dare you to come after me legally because if you come after me legally, I will have discovery. And if I have discovery, I will find evidence that you violated my contract and therefore therefore, you will have to pay me out of my, my contract, that $35 million, and I will be able to launch my new show. Axios, a report from Axios substantiates this. Um, We're gonna read just a little of that in a minute, but also a very interesting, I don't know what's inside Tucker Carlson's contract, obviously. I'm not his lawyer, I'm not his his spouse. I don't know the details of his contract. I do, I am very familiar with what standard industry contracts look like. I am very familiar with what typical Fox News contracts look like. And typically, there is an exception in the exclusivity clause of a contract for social media. It's not 100%, there are some there are some people, some personalities, even on cable news, who aren't allowed to film a selfie video and upload it to their own YouTube account. There are some people who are not allowed to do that based on the terms of their contract. But there are also some people who are, who their exclusivity to publish, say on Fox News, if they work for Fox News, let's not be hypothetical, to publish on Fox News, to uh, write articles for Fox News, to appear on other shows only on Fox News, Um, the exception to that is they're also allowed to tweet or they're allowed to post on Facebook or they're allowed to post pictures on Instagram. They're allowed to have a a, a usually personal social media presence, right? 
Tucker Carlson appears to be challenging Fox News to come after him if he has that, that carve out in his contract. Like I said, I don't know if he does. I suspect he does because since his firing, he's released two videos, both on Twitter, both in, uh, in an informal setting on his personal social media channel. So if he has a personal social media carve out to his exclusivity clause in his contract, which I think he does because he tweets, right? Um, unless there's an extra, unless there's an extra part about videos or political commentary in videos, um, and there may be, I don't know, but it seems to me that Tucker Carlson is challenging Fox News to um, engage in litigation against him first. He's saying, come at me, bring it on. I challenge you to challenge me to stop me because I'm not going away quietly. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So Axios published a report. Let me bring this up. This dropped almost at the same moment that Tucker Carlson published this video, which I suspect was not a coincidence. And this is what it says. Tucker Carlson, two weeks after being ousted by Fox News, accused the network Tuesday of fraud and breach of contract and made a host of document demands that could precede legal action. The aggressive letter from his lawyers to Fox positions Carlson to argue that the non-compete provision in his contract is no longer valid, freeing him to launch his own competing show or media enterprise. The Twitter move, the announcement, would seem to technically violate Carlson's contract with Fox, but his lawyer's letter effectively holds that Fox breached the contract first. So according to Axios, Sources um, told Axios that Carlson's lawyers sent their letter before he took to Twitter to announce his new show, okay? His contract runs until January of 2025. And the letter from Carlson lawyer Brian Friedman to Fox officials Viet Din and Irina Briganti said that Fox employees, including quote-unquote Rupert, Rupert Murdoch himself, broke promises to Carlson intentionally and with reckless disregard for the truth. The lawyers accuse Fox executives, which two sources say are Din and Murdoch, of making, quote, material representations or promises to Carlson that were intentionally broken, constituting fraud. Notably, the letter alleges Fox broke an agreement with Carlson not to leak his private communications to the media and not to use Carlson's private messages to, quote, take any adverse employment action against him. Multiple outlets have reported on Carlson's redacted communications from pretrial dis uh, discovery documents. Like, they're talking about the New York Times uh, text, of course. The letter also alleges Fox broke promises not to settle with Dominion voting systems, quote, in a way that would indicate wrongdoing on the part of Carlson and not to take any actions in a settlement that would harm Carlson's reputation. Carlson was told by a member of the Fox board that he was taken off the air as part of the Dominion settlement. 
Um, this is according to two sources. According to a source familiar with Carlson's position, his lawyers believe that the misrepresentations alleged by Carlson amount to a breach of contract because they created additional terms of Carlson's employment that were broken by the company. Um, Carlson, this is actually the most interesting part of the article. Axios says, Carlson is also claiming that Briganti, Fox's longtime communications and PR chief, attempted to undermine, embarrass, and interfere with Carlson's future business prospects, which he maintains would constitute another breach of his employment contract. Quote, make no mistake, the letter said, we intend to subpoena Ms. Briganti's cell phone records and related documents, which evidence communications with her and all media, including, but not limited, to the New York Times. Carlson's lawyers added that because Carlson is considering litigation against the network to resolve these disputes, Fox News must take immediate steps to preserve all existing documents and data related to Fox's relationship with Carlson, including correspondence between top executives and several media outlets. I think it's safe to say that when we heard reports earlier in the week that Tucker Carlson was preparing for a war with Fox News, he was not kidding. This video on Twitter, this announcement that he would be launching this show on Twitter is Tucker Carlson thumbing his nose at Fox News, challenging them to come after that, to come after him. And I don't think that Fox News, I think Fox News has already demonstrated to us that they are unwilling to put their executives under oath and have that testimony become public. That's one of the reasons that they settled with Dominion is because they didn't want Rupert Murdoch on the stand and they didn't want their top talent and texts between their top talent to be made public. If Tucker Carlson is as smart as I think he is, then he recognizes that and he's putting them in a position where if he, if he engages in litigation against them, all of those same things, regard, especially things regarding him, which are important to his viewers, because viewers, you and I, will be able to determine for ourselves if Fox News is actually on the side of based reality or if they are working hand in glove with the Democrat and Republican establishment, which is sometimes indistinguishable. Um, the additional element that, shall I say, complicates this is the assumption I mentioned before that, oh my goodness, I wonder how much Twitter is paying Elon Musk if he is actually willing to risk $35 million that remains on his contract. Well, evidently Twitter is not paying Tucker Carlson anything. Elon Musk tweeted last night and said, on this platform, and he, by the way, quote tweeted Tucker Carlson's video. He said, on this platform, unlike the one-way street of broadcast, people are able to interact, critique, and refute whatever is said. And of course, anything misleading will get community notes. I also want to be clear that we have not signed a deal of any kind whatsoever. Tucker is subject to the same rules and rewards of all content creators. Rewards means subscriptions and advertising revenue share coming soon, which is a function of how many people subscribe and the advertising views associated with the content. I hope that many others, particularly from the left, also choose to be content creators on this platform. Which also substantiates what I suspect. Again, I don't have any insider knowledge um, of what's in Tucker Carlson's contract. I do have an idea of what goes on in this industry that I work in, this industry that I have existed in for um, a decade now, and I suspect that Tucker Carlson wants Fox News to sue him and that he's not going to be stopped from bringing his show to Twitter. It's gonna be fun to watch it play out. Um, I gotta show you two of the craziest videos that I've seen. It, they, they've gotten almost a million views on Twitter right now, but even that number seems small compared to what 
what kind of attention they should be getting given what happened in these videos. So let me give you just a little bit of a background here. At the annual meeting of Berkshire Hathaway, that's Warren Buffett's operation, every year they have a shareholder meeting as these big conglomerates always do. At their annual meeting, different people, different shareholders can get up and speak, make proposals about how the company is run, how the board is operated, who is in charge of the board. So at this meeting, you have Warren Buffett on stage listening to this, it, what looks like an auditorium full of people, different people coming up to the microphone. A man by the name of Peter Flaherty came up to the microphone. He is the chair of an organization called the National Legal and Policy Center. And his agenda at this meeting was Proposal 8, is what he calls it. Proposal 8, um, and this is a quote, would require hereafter the two separate people, that two separate people hold the office of the chairman and the office of the CEO. So he wants a, an independent chair for um, Berkshire Hathaway. He doesn't want Warren Buffett to be the head of this. This is, this is not a new proposal. Flaherty introduced this proposal last year. It's a very common proposal at shareholder meetings for this kind of conglomerate. None of this is, is significant per se. None of this is, is what makes this story um, so crazy to watch. As you will see in this video, when, when Peter Flaherty goes up to the microphone and begins to present his argument for why there should be an independent chair of Berkshire Hathaway, he makes the argument that Warren Buffett has um, a political ideology that is not neutral, a political ideology that tinges the entire operation and therefore the two, um, the CEO and the chair, should be separate. The reason that, or not the reason, but the explanation for Warren Buffett's political ideology clearly, clearly was opposed by Warren Buffett himself. You can hear it in the microphone. But I wanna show you first um, a video of exactly what Flaherty said so that you can understand the context of this argument. And then I'm gonna show you a video of him being arrested. Yes, arrested. So first of all, take a look. This is Flaherty's remarks at this shareholder meeting. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I am Peter Flaherty, chairman of the National Legal and Policy Center. If we had an independent chair, the company would be less identified with Mr. Buffett's political activities. He's donated tens of billions to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. As Bill Gates explained, when the company was still together, although the company bears our names, basically half our resources have come from Warren Buffett. If woke culture is the disease, then philanthropy is the virus. The Gates Foundation bankrolls the teaching of critical race theory around the country, including that math is inherently racist. 
The Gates Foundation offers a gender identity toolbox which asserts that gender is a result of socially and culturally constructed ideas. This is a lie. Gender is not a cultural construct. It is a genetic and biological fact. It's at this point that a woman comes up to him and tries to interrupt what he's saying. You're not gonna censor uh, what I say, ma'am. I'm very sorry. And I'll appeal to the chair that I'd be allowed to continue. Sir? Uh, you may continue, but you're under a three minute limitation. Of course. We know how much Bill Gates cares about children. He met and traveled with Jeffrey Epstein many times oh. after Epstein's Foundation may be the largest single donor to the dark money machine known as Arabella Associates. We don't. It funds causes like defunding our police, personal making American cities unlivable. Well, somebody money goes also to groups conducting threats. Okay, so let's understand exactly what happened in that video. In that video, he was speaking at a three-minute limitation for how long he could speak. About a minute and a half to two minutes into it, a woman tried to interrupt what he was saying. He was making his argument for why Warren Buffett is too political because of Buffett's close ties to Bill Gates and Bill Gates' close ties to Jeffrey Epstein. These are all documented facts. This is not speculation. This is not opinion. Um, after the woman interrupted him, he appealed to the chair and said, am I, am I allowed to continue? Why is this interruption happening? The chair allowed him to continue. And less than 30 seconds later, he was, the microphone was cut. I spoke to Peter Flaherty before, um, be before this show. I spoke with him today. And he said he wasn't aware when the microphone actually was cut. He couldn't tell because there were so many hisses and boos in the audience. So he didn't know. But then, I'm going to show you this video. Then, it wasn't just that his microphone was cut. Security quickly approached Peter Flaherty at the microphone and not only told him that he had to leave, when he asked, well, why do I have to leave? I haven't finished speaking. They arrested him. Take a look at this. I'm gonna narrate for those listening to audio what you're seeing here because there's not as much audio on this, but let's take a look at this. You can see him being walked out by security, by police, and another security guard stops another individual. This this is so bananas. So at this at this shareholder meeting of Berkshire Hathaway, if you so much as mention Warren Buffett's political activity, evidently that leads to almost immediate arrest. This is so bananas to me that I wanted to bring on Peter Flaherty himself to um, discuss exactly what went down. Are we missing something? What's the fuller context here? How on earth does do, does presenting documented fact about Warren Buffett lead to arrest in under three minutes of time. So this is the chair of the National Legal and Policy Center himself, Peter Flaherty. Peter, thanks for joining. Good to see you, Liz. Okay, Peter, are we missing something here? Um, was there some rule that you violated? Was there some standard that you, some line you crossed that allowed them to arrest you this quickly? Or is this as bananas as it seems? No, I think it's bananas. Uh, I operated within the rules of the meeting. As you can see from those videotapes, my demeanor was appropriate for annual meetings. I've been a shareholder activist for 19 years. I've spoke uh, before the annual meetings of practically every major corporation at one time or another. Uh, I know how to act. I know how to conduct myself. 
and I expect to be treated with respect when I go. And uh, I almost uh, uniformly am. Uh, that's why uh, what happened on Saturday still leaves me flabbergasted. So what was the charge when they arrested you? What reason did they give you? Uh, I've been arrested on a form of trespassing. It's um, uh, really quite uh, absurd because my name is on the agenda. Uh, I should make clear that we had a proposal which was printed in the proxy, which was on the agenda of the meeting that shareholders voted on. On April 21st, we filed a lengthy proxy memo with the SEC uh, in support of our proposal. I published my remarks the day before the meeting, so they knew what I was gonna say. Uh, but even if they objected to what I said, or even if they didn't like it, they had no right to stop it. And um, you say, what are you missing? Well, you're not missing anything because if you put those two videos together, there's very little gap in there. It wasn't like 10 minutes, it was like just seconds. Uh, my mic was dead. It was really unclear to me exactly at what point it went dead. But two guys moved in, uh, got very close to me, touched me, and said I had to leave. And I said, well, I'd like to finish my statement. And they said, if you don't leave, you'll be arrested. And I said, I'd like to finish my statement. They said, if you don't leave right now, you will be arrested. And uh, within seconds, they summoned a nearby uh, Omaha uniformed policeman who who um, came over, grabbed my arm, and said, you're under arrest, and, and hauled me out of there. Now, I do want to make one thing clear, Liz. Um, throughout this, the Omaha police treated me with respect. Uh, they acted professionally and courteously. So I have absolutely no problem with them. It's the people running the meeting uh, with whom I have a problem. So you published, this is a significant part of the story, I think. You published your remarks, the transcript of what you were going to say, which you read when you were at the microphone. Um, online the day before. So Berkshire Hathaway and all of the organizers of this meeting, this annual meeting, had access to what you were going to say ahead of time. Do you believe that they planned this? Yes. Uh, when, when I got there this year, uh, the liaison was a woman named Kathy Woolham. She's that same person who entered my space and interrupted me as I was speaking and tried to tell me to stay on topic. Well, that was the second time she'd done that um, on Saturday. When we first got to the meeting, she greets us um, she was a liaison and it was all very friendly, but then she said, well, uh, you know, we want you to stay on topic and we're going to really enforce the three minute limit. And I, I just thought it was odd. I've never arrived at an annual meeting and had some representative of the company tell me to stay on topic. Uh, I'll decide what I speak about. I'll decide what I emphasize and I will decide what I say. It's none of their business, really. Now, I want them to, to hear me and to give it thoughtful consideration but uh, they're not me. I, I, I get to speak for me, not them. Also, I'm not exactly sure what staying on topic means, since you're, you're, the point that you were making was that Warren Buffett is tied to political agendas or political activism that is problematic to a lot of Americans and a lot of people associated with Berkshire Hathaway. You were, instead of just uh, issuing that as an accusation, you were substantiating that. So are there standards for what it means to, quote unquote, stay on topic? Or is that seems to me that that's just subjective. You're, in your opinion, you it's were on It's about as subjective as you can get, but um, I think I was 100% on topic. The point I was making is that when you have the CEO and the chairman uh, be the same person, it subjects the company to reputational risk uh, because there's just so much power embodied in that person. If things go south for them, the whole company suffers. Now, there is no company in the United States that's more closely identified uh, with its leader uh, than, than Warren Buffett. He's the embodiment of the company. Now, some people think that's just great and it makes a lot of money. 
fine. If 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 Buffett wants to run Berkshire Hathaway like a private company, take it private. But as long as he has public shareholders like me, um, we have rights. And we have the right to attend the annual meeting. We have the right to uh, file shareholder proposals. We have the right to have them um, voted on. And we have a right to be treated with respect when we go to the annual meeting, which is not 100% within their purview. It's controlled by the laws of Delaware, where Berkshire is incorporated. And it's also subject to regulation by the SEC. So um, what they did was totally inappropriate. Um, I've been a shareholder activist for 19 years. I've been to dozens and dozens of meetings. I've never seen uh, somebody uh, who's filed a proposal uh, have their mic cut off, uh, much less arrested. I mean, it seems to me, maybe this is a very obvious statement to make, but it seems to me that it was because you mentioned Jeffrey Epstein. I think you're right. Um, uh, they, they, their guard was up. They, they didn't like what I was saying. Uh, but when I when I mentioned Epstein, kind of all hell broke loose. And uh, as you can see there, Buffett became uh, very animated. So, um, you know, uh, it, it's a very legitimate subject. Um, a lot of people think that there's been a huge cover up here and the rich and powerful have been protected by the government and the media and, and whoever else. Uh, the fact that Bill Gates spent a lot of time with Jeffrey Epstein he visited uh, with him. He traveled with him after Epstein had been convicted of, of sex crimes. was a major story the week before in the Wall Street Journal. And that's one of the reasons uh, I brought it up at this meeting. It, it was um, something that's, that's very current and, and very pertinent to the reputation of Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah, and this kind of reaction from Berkshire Hathaway and from Buffett himself is not going to do any favors are not going to do anything, I should say, to convince people like me who think that there is a massive cover-up of everything that Jeffrey Epstein did, how he earned his money, how he died, um, and this cover-up was staged by the hands of these elites. This, this incident's not going to convince us that we're wrong. It's not going to convince us that there's not any there there. But tell me what happens to you next. I mean, do you have a court date? Was this arrest yes, just yes. being my escorted court, out of the date. building, or is this like the real deal? No, my court date is... Um May 22nd. I have to go back to Omaha. Uh, but in any case, I was taken from the arena. Uh, after a short period of time, I was transported to um, uh, a jail. Um, I got there. I was searched. Oh, you were uh, in jail. Crazy. They put you in jail. Yeah, I was in a jail. Now I was in a big holding cell with, with other criminals. Um, and um, it was an interesting experience. Uh, when, when, I, when I was questioned and gave my statement, they put me in handcuffs. Um, and I was uh, charged uh, with uh, failure to leave, which is a form of trespassing. And but I bailed myself out. So I spent about uh, about three hours in custody. I did I did miss my dinner date, um, but um, you know I felt fortunate because there were folks in that jail who were not going anywhere that evening. <laughs> so it, it helped me keep things in in context. But seriously, um, to be arrested um, uh, for um, speaking on behalf of a shareholder proposal uh, is an extreme overreaction. And uh, we have uh, options. Uh, it, this whole situation is being uh, reviewed by our legal counsel, Paul Kaminar now. And I can assure Berkshire and everybody else that there will be a response. Uh, by, by the way, um, you know, I didn't expect to become a social media sensation. I just didn't know I was that exciting. Um, but 
these little uh, video clips of uh, me giving my speech there and then being hauled away are getting hundreds of thousands of, of views on uh, on Twitter. Uh, the shorter one where I'm being hauled away will probably go over a million uh, sometime uh, soon. Uh, so uh, that part of it is quite astonishing to me too. But uh, but I am glad uh, that it apparently has has struck a nerve uh, with people uh, who were not at the meeting and people who don't pay attention to Berkshire Hathaway that there was something uh, very very unjust and unregular uh, irregular going on here. Yeah, I mean I think the reason that especially the video of your arrest has almost a million views. It's almost sure to cross that cross that line probably in just a few hours is because people like me who ordinarily probably wouldn't have paid attention to the annual meeting of Berkshire Hathaway saw mm. this and thought, oh my goodness, this is, this is unreal. This is so bananas that he mentioned Warren Buffett's political activity related to Bill Gates, related to Jeffrey Epstein, and like that police were sent to arrest him and escort him out. That's totally crazy. Um, Peter Flaherty, thank you for joining us. We're going to continue to follow your case. It feels absurd even to call it a case. No, it, it's, a, it's a real case. It's a, it, it's a criminal case and it's, it it's a joy to see you, Liz. Thank you very much. Yeah, of course, of course. We'll, we'll keep following what you're doing and uh, hopefully talk to you when this has all been cleared up. I'd be happy to come back and tell you what happened. Okay. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I don't know how closely you guys are following his presidential campaign. He's challenging Joe Biden on the Democrat side. I confess that I am following it pretty closely because I cannot help like the guy, but like the guy. I've never voted for a Democrat in my life that I can remember. Even on the local level, I don't think I've ever voted for a Democrat. Even when it's uncontested, I usually just leave it blank if Democrats are the only option. I really like this guy. I think he's he's based, even though he's a Democrat. So not on all issues is he based. But on a lot of issues like corruption, he's totally based. He is um, now saying that the CIA killed JFK, his uncle. And he's saying this completely openly, completely, not in a bombastic way. He's saying that there's overwhelming evidence that the CIA murdered JFK. Listen to this. Who do you think really killed your uncle? Well, I think there's overwhelming evidence that the CIA was involved in this murder. I think it's beyond a reasonable doubt at this point. In terms of my uncle's death, the evidence is overwhelming that the CIA was involved in the murder. Overwhelming evidence. Overwhelming evidence. I mean, here's the thing. About, I think it was about a year ago, it was last summer, Tucker Carlson spoke to a source within the intelligence community who had seen the 2% of JFK-related documents that are not released to the public. There's still 2% that are redacted. They're considered classified information, and we, the public, don't have access to look at them. The rest of the documents have been released, but 2% have not. They remain fully redacted in the possession of the National Archives at a source that actually has access to that classified information at the National Archives in the intelligence community told Tucker Carlson that he had seen what was in those documents and that the CIA played a role in the death of a president of the United States, John F. Kennedy Jr. And we're so used to this idea because it's become a favorite conspiracy theory that I don't think that that news shook us the way that it should have if people within our own government plotted to assassinate the duly elected president of the United States. This is obviously 
orders of magnitude more shocking than even the egregious things that we've seen the intelligence community and the Department of Justice and the FBI and the Democrats do to President Trump or what they did to him when he was the duly elected president serving in the Oval Office. You think that's egregious? Think about a president being assassinated and the intelligence community playing a role in this. So that news came out, made its way to Tucker Carlson last summer, and now RFK Jr., running for president of the United States, challenging Joe Biden, says that he thinks that there's overwhelming evidence that that is the case. And not only does he say there's overwhelming evidence, he talks about his experience as a child right in the aftermath of the day, in fact, that his uncle was shot and what his father, who was the attorney general at the time, what his father thought about who might have killed JFK and who he talked to and challenged and accused of committing that murder or taking part in it. If you want to watch that video, if you want to be a part of this further analysis, join us over at lizwheelershow.com slash locals, lizwheelershow.com slash locals. I promise you won't want to miss this. This is, it really is crazy stuff. It's a crazy time to be alive in this country. lizwheelershow.com slash locals. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.